Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising live post-game show. We're here at Wild Horse Pass. I'm joined by our producer, Edwin, here. An amazing win tonight here at the stadium. Uh, an incredible atmosphere. 1-0 victory for Rising. And, and even just saying 1-0 doesn't do it justice by what, like, by the amount of stuff that happened <laughs> towards the end of the game. So crazy atmosphere. Great stuff tonight. Edwin, how you feeling? It's it's. The first time I felt truly amazing after a postgame. <laughs> I, I feel like it. I mean, I guess the Monterey Bay game, yes, they had the high scoring. Yes, technically, that was the more dominant game. Yeah. But I feel like this is the game that Rising have been needing. Yeah. You know, they needed this kind of win. They needed yeah. to battle it out. They needed a big performance from mm-hmm. someone, which was Ben Lunt today. Yeah. I feel like this is the game that the fans wanted, and the atmosphere backed it up. I think this was a truly Phoenix Rising home game. Yeah. I, I mean, just encapsulated it all. Definitely, definitely. Speaking of fans, I want to shout out everybody in the chat right now. Tyler, thank you for checking in early. Uh, Albert, he's going to be listening to us in the car. Alex, uh, he's saying Lunt for president. You know I mean? He's, <laughs> he's got my vote there. Uh, PX Rising Nation, I like to call Ben Lunt <laughs> the large German brick wall. Yeah, let, I mean, let's just talk about Ben Lunt. You know, I know Hurst was able to get uh, the gold tonight, but the story was big game Lunt. We we're, were discussing it before the game ended, and unfortunately there was that penalty towards the end of the game, but Edwin said, you know what, it's, you know, this is what's going to make tonight's <laughs> title for, for the show if Lunt was able to come through. And he yeah. did. And it was and it was amazing. So what were your feelings when you got when you saw that there was a penalty in favor of New Mexico? Honestly, and you, and you can attest to this. Yeah, I felt still calm. I think after a big performance, he's had all game. The confidence was in Lunt. I think mm-hmm. the pressure was on New Mexico United and yeah. the penalty taker, mm-hmm. because I think Lunt. Mentality-wise, he was good heading in the game. Mm-hmm. He was having a tremendous game, not only just saves-wise, but passing. Yeah. You kind of alluded to the stats. He was mm-hmm. very accurate today. He had the command. He he made the right decision. So I feel like I was calm when, when that moment happened. Obviously, as a fan, you're a little nervous because mm-hmm. it's a penalty. But I had more confidence in Lunt than the penalty taker. And, yeah. and he proved why. Yeah. I mean, just a huge game for him. He backed it up with the penalty save. That was just a cherry on top for Ben in, in a good yeah. game. No, and shout out to the South End. You guys, I, I mean, we're over here in the press box, but we could hear you super loud over here on our end. And I think the pressure, like you were saying, was for the, the New Mexico penalty kick, uh, taker because he was facing not only Ben Lunt. Uh, <laughs> I like how uh, Rising Nation is saying the, the large German brick wall. And on top of that, you have the fans right behind him. So I, I love it, man. Lunt came through in the first half. He had a, a few amazing saves then. Came through in the second half as well. And so able to get the three points and and i know it wasn't the 2-1 victory or the 2-0 that we maybe we won it but i think anemically you know this is the the game where it's like like you're saying we haven't seen this rising before you know the the crowds into it the players are into it there's no you know uh gaps and you know uh what do you say effort you know how how much rising players are going after the ball and and i loved it because they were willing to compete tonight and they knew it was a rivalry game yeah and they they wanted to win it i haven't seen them 
this animated the entire year. So super happy to see that. Exactly. It's not the game rising fans necessarily want because they want a 4-5-0 of a New Mexico United, obviously. That's the dream. That's the wish. But obviously with these type of derbies and how close it is, it's never going to be that way. Yeah. But this is the game they they needed. And Mm. I keep alluding to that because – this is a team that battled. You know, mm-hmm. this is a team that previously we we kind of questioned their effort. How they haven't given us a full ninety mm-hmm. uh, pushing it, mm-hmm. and this is important in in two two reasons. Yeah. First, you're you're facing New Mexico United on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You already got the advantage. Yeah. You're in their head. You played well, and you proved that. Hey, what happened before? That's a scratch. Mm-hmm. This is the game. Yeah. And for the second reason, the schedule's just going to get harder. Right, you're gonna have to battle a lot of these top teams, the the Louisville, the Tampa Bay. Yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna have that kind of battle of a game we had tonight. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's very important. Is can you hold on to a 1-0 lead if necessary? Yeah. Can you can you hold? Can that defense hold up? Can Ben hold up? Mm-hmm. Can the attacks uh, still create? Because there's they almost had a few chances to add to that to that lead. So yeah. yes, there's a little flaws to shore up. Yeah, sure. But I'm excited because this is the the battle that we've been needing, and it gives me more confidence heading into the rest of the schedule. Definitely, for sure. Uh, before we keep talking about, uh, you know, tonight's victory, I want, do want to talk to you guys about OG's Brands. If you guys don't know, uh, OG's Brands has partnered with PHNX Sports, and they're giving away two tickets to tomorrow's opening game for the NBA playoffs with the Suns. So if you guys haven't yet, go ahead and go uh, to our Instagram, P- at PHNX underscore sports right now, and uh, you guys can check out all the official rules to enter. So basically what you have to do um, is go in there, follow the rules, Make sure that you uh, the follow, of course, OG's brands on Instagram as well as PHNX underscore sports. And you guys may be eligible to win two tickets to the opening game of the 2022 NBA Plows featuring <laughs> our Phoenix Suns. That's right. Exactly. So make sure to go there again. The Instagram is at PHNX underscore sports. And again, follow OG's brands as well. Whew. So before, you know, you, you, you did a lot of talk. But before <laughs> we stray away from the Ben Lund talk, we got to give him the DraftKings king of the game. right? Let's do it. There we go. The DraftKings king of the game. It couldn't be anyone else. Let's be honest. Here, Big boy. game lunt. It couldn't be four saves. Yes, I know that's including the penalty save, but I feel like I added that as a different stat because, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's the whole game. That's a difference you know, maker, yeah. If New Mexico scores that, this might be a different mood, different atmosphere. But he come up with the big saves. He was accurate with his passing. Mm-hmm. Just a tremendous game from Ben Lunt, and we got – Owen here too. Through the magic of Hello. of streaming. I was gonna say television, but the Owen magic of has magic teleported coming up here now. Um Owen, tell yeah. me what's going on. What happened down there in the Well, you know what? Let's stick on Ben Lunt because that's the it. one thing that Rick did say, mm-hmm. if that's not team of the week performance, he doesn't know what is. That's true. Okay, big words, but is it wrong? It's no. not wrong. You think, it's, so. wrong? No. I don't think I don't so. it's wrong? No, I don't think it's wrong. Um I think that what you've got there is someone who, who stepped up big a couple of times in the first half. And really, that was the thing. Okay, we were talking earlier, and obviously, unfortunately, our friends back home now are not privy to this normally. But we were chatting about who, who's going to be king of the game. And, and we, were, we decided on Lunt before that penalty was awarded. And the reason for that really was the fact that early in the game, when you, when you look at, at the saves that he was making early mm-hmm. doors, he can see one of those totally different games. Mm-hmm. Okay, totally different game. And yeah. I mean, in the end, it finishes finishes to uh, one nil. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course, I guess yeah. you can see it as a different game. But mm-hmm. but it really changed things because that's where Rising have struggled. They concede first. You got a team that now New Mexico aren't necessarily a sit back and defend kind of team, but you know it does open space for them to at least take less risks. Um, and that opening goal comes off of a Ben Lunt save. Mm-hmm. The very quick transition and counter attack. Yeah, and you find Greg Hurst then rounding Cody Mizell and, and slotting it away. But yeah, 
No, I love it. I love the game plan. I knew, you know, Rising was going to step back a little bit. They were happy to just kind of give New Mexico the chances up there because they were looking for a counterattack like that. And especially with someone like Ben Lunt in the back, able to, you know, keep Rising in the game and keep a clean sheet, that transition was insane. I do, I really do want to time how the transition from the Ben Lunt stop all the way to the to the Hurst goal because that was insane and happened super quickly. So, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, a, it's an entire team effort, especially Ben Lunt tonight, but... You know, just super happy, man. I, and, I, and I haven't seen the crowd so animated. Like, every stomp that he did, there were oohs and ahs. But it's New Mexico, know. right? It, I know. People, I love will sit there, yeah. people will sit there and tell you this isn't a rivalry, yeah. okay? And it'll be, wow, well, they've never they've never beaten Rising, which is true. Which mm -hmm. is true because I am laying this down now. <laughs> I am laying it down once again. Law 10 tells you that kicks from the penalty mark takes place after the game has ended a draw. So that was a draw. That was a draw in the cup in 2019. <laughs> but that's it. Then you got draws and you got rising wins ever since. Yeah. So, hey, it, it, this is a game that it does mean a lot to people, whether they want to admit it or not, whether yeah. they want to admit it's a rivalry or not. It means a lot to the players. You saw the celebrations after that game. The final whistle goes and they are jumping. Yeah. You heard all through the, the, the chants from the South End aimed at New Mexico, which are going to, I'm sure, only be even <laughs> I love, louder. I love being there only be I hear even everything. louder yeah. on Wednesday from them. Because, look, I think this set of tone, this set of tone is a very, very feisty game, mm -hmm. tight game that ultimately New Mexico missed out on because Chris Wien couldn't put a penalty away. Ben Lunt gets his hands to it. And let's be clear, I don't think it was a particularly great penalty. No. Mm -hmm. It's far too central. Yeah. It gives look. This is the thing, right? Any penalty save is a good save mm -hmm. because no goalkeeper is expected to save a penalty. Yep. But some penalty saves are very different to others. They're not all born equally. Yeah. That one, he gave him the chance to save that penalty because oh, it was not well taken. Yeah, no, it was definitely in the middle. Uh, Lunt's going to get that every time. So, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, good stuff there. Uh, Interesting comments. Yeah, I'm no, curious, that's what I'm reading, I'm reading here. I'm curious your thought, Owen, uh, from Pat Moses. Even though they win, I think tonight shows that Lambert's feral experiment against a team with attacking cross will be exposed. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's just rising defense in a yeah, um, I was gonna say the same in thing. a full four at the back kind of setup. That's kind of what they look like. What you see later on is that Rick moves to what he described as like a three at the back, but yeah, you can also, I guess, call it a five at the back if you want to. That's mm -hmm. that's preference to a degree. He th thought with that, obviously, the full backs, it opens them up a bit more. They once Madrid came in? But yeah, once Madrid comes in and slots into that back line. Mm -hmm. So so what you found there is that we were kind of, when that change happened, I was discussing with people, it's like, okay, what's happened here? Is Lambert kind of dropped, dropped staying back? Is he moved up as a number six? What we've actually seen there is he has kind of stayed in that back line. He was very defensive still throughout it. Mm -hmm. I think that, it is. Look, I think that rising in the end will get exposed by any team of attacking prowess because that's the nature of how they play. Yeah. They play a very attack-minded system mm -hmm. whereby the fullbacks like to push up regularly and it always leaves those centre-backs, regardless of what they're going to, uh, who they're going to be, yeah. leaves them somewhat exposed. But, but look, I think that as a whole, they struggled at times, but especially once they made that change to, to the kind of three or five at the back, mm -hmm. it... it it looked a bit more solid at that point. Yeah, no, and, and speaking of that, I, we saw that in Las Vegas where they were exposed. Las Vegas was able to execute on those counters and able to get on the scoreboard and, and hurt rising that way. But I think ever since then, the defense has been trending upward. You know, they have gotten time to work. 
you know, maybe having Ryan Flood there, Lambert, someone like a solid back line has helped rising. So, but we're going to see it then, like exactly what in you're saying. In the last four games, including the cup match, mm-hmm. Rising has conceded a grand total of one goal. There we go. Think about it. San Antonio, yeah. clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Galaxy, well, sorry, it's a cup game in the middle of that, wasn't yeah. it? Didn't clean sheet. Yeah. Galaxy 2, one goal. Tonight, clean sheet. That's true. They're starting to lock it up a bit. Yeah, I mean... I think I was calling for it. I was like, I need some clean sheets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they've been listening to me. <laughs> there, there's going to be obviously some flaws and some weaknesses that the fans are going to see, but I think it's the most short up defense that I think we've seen. I think it's the most like cohesive where I'm the most comfortable. I'm, I'm not fearing two to three goals. Yes, New Mexico had their chances that obviously Lunt saved beautifully. You know, there, there's some chances that short up, but I think defensively, I like this setup a lot more than I've seen saw at the start of the year. So I'm taking what what we saw tonight, you know, because I know there's rising is more of an attacking team. They're not going to be known for the most defensive Mm -hmm. team. So I'll take what I saw tonight compared to what I saw earlier in the season. But to Corey's comment now here in the in the chat, I just want to say tonight we saw former USL Championship goalkeeper of the year, Ben Lund. That's the performance we saw tonight. We saw the performance of someone worthy of that award. That's true. Yeah, no, impressive performance. Best performance, I think, so far rising this season for the entirety of the match. And uh, uh, Edwin, you always like to say, we haven't seen a full performance from rising. This is the one where the entire 90 minutes, they're going to fight. They they fought, basically, and, you know, they were able to keep the lead. So definitely, definitely some good stuff. Owen, same lineup as last week. How did that, you know, look in, in your eyes, knowing that there's a, a game on Wednesday again against New Mexico? I think it, it kind of sums up the fact that I expect this is the priority. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the game they looked at as the priority initially. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because there are going to be some changes. You know who I heard is uh, very close. Very close. Santi, Santi Moore. No? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I got it. <laughs> Sounds like he might be very close. He looked a little anxious on the sideline before the so, game because you know you wanted to play this so game. Fans, you wanted to be out there. What you know percentage you are you giving from what you heard? This is just from what you heard, Owen. What percentage? I don't want to give a percent. Don't make me give a percentage. <laughs> Come on, the give some odds. Know. Oh. You know what? Maybe if everyone just emailed DraftKings and asked for odds, maybe we'll get some. Yeah. No, Fair definitely. enough. You can cop out. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, hopefully we can see some. I think we're going to see some rotations on Wednesday for sure. But Pat has an yeah. interesting question, too, yeah. about it. Uh, curious about your thoughts. Since New Mexico had so much time off before tonight, do you expect them to feel the less rotated squad Wednesday compared to Rising? I don't know. Yeah. Who are they playing on Saturday? Because they've got another game. Next These games game? stack up, right? Yeah. It, it, well, it's... New Mexico hadn't played since, what, March 30th? Like no, a, they a, hadn't a competitive played for a USL while, championship right? match. Yeah. But then that can go two ways. Sometimes you're not as sharp in general. Mm-hmm. You're not quite as match fit. Yeah. Um, it's hard to push full on in training when you've not got a clear target that's quite near. Um, Uh-oh. Jacob I don't no know. Chat. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what, what we'll expect to see on Wednesday out of yeah. New Mexico. And the other thing, this is the question mark that none of us unfortunately have an answer to. We kind of want to have an answer to it. Is Cody Mizell eligible? Because for those of you who aren't aware, I believe it's policy 1042. Is it great that I just remembered that? Yeah, yeah. I'll take your word <laughs> for it. because I don't U.S. Know. Soccer Federation policy manual. Um... So for the Open Cup, and I believe it's Section 203 of that. This mm-hmm. is weird recall if I'm getting this right. And someone needs to look back someone at my tweets on, and tell yeah. me if I got it right. Um, 
he has to be on a loan deal that's longer than 90 days to be eligible to play in the cup. Um, now, what's the we don't know because they didn't... described it as a short-term loan is okay. what New Mexico described it as. So we don't yet know quite what the terms of that are. We don't know whether he's supposed to be there for the full 90 days. If he's not, Cody Mizell will not be available for that game on Wednesday, which mm. puts him in an interesting position then. So he's on loan from uh, New NYCFC. New York City. And so, and I was surprised because Ford Parker did start their U.S. Uh, championship match, but he wasn't in the lineup today. So you're saying we might not see Cody. I don't know what we're going to see. Yeah. We, we really don't know on that one. That mm. one's complicated. Um, yeah. And now Dan coming in, NYC said season-long loan. They did. They said season-long with right to recall. The bomb is New Mexico saying it's a short-term loan. We really don't know what's going on there. <laughs> um, they need to talk to each other and work out what they've agreed. Might be a help. Um, but Would help us all out, yep. <laughs> yeah. It would help a lot of people out if they could actually work out what it is that they agreed. Yeah. Um, Alex with a good question here. He says, uh, any comment from Lunt on the collision? Uh, it did look pretty bad from our end. Were you able to see anything? He, or didn't, hear anything? he didn't really have anything to say on yeah. that one after the game. We spoke to Ben. He didn't really talk about that one very much. Um, I think what you see more after that is the... And we, we can maybe use this as a good way to, to segue onto something else, which is the mass confrontation. Yeah. Um, the fact that you had pretty much everybody on the field except for Mizell all steaming in there. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a couple of yellow cards thrown out around at that point. Um, I think that's a great reason to move on to this topic, which is how do you feel about the way that this match was handled from a, an officiating perspective? And I, I'm throwing this to you guys. I've got my own thoughts, of course, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. Go ahead, this. Edwin, because I got oh, some stuff man, to say. You're making me go first. <laughs> Edwin's up first. Uh, no, because I yeah, know, no, on the chat, know, we want to oh, know what you thought too. Because my thought, my thoughts, obviously, I'm saying it to a, a referee himself over here, so I know he's gonna have. He's his got thoughts. some games tomorrow morning. <laughs> I don't actually. Oh, no, sure. the injury last week is uh, it's playing with me there. But my thoughts, I, for me, I thought the ref was trying to be too much of a player in this game. I thought he was trying to make his mark. And, I, like, I, you know, me and Ramon were talking about it the game. I don't know if he was told maybe these, these teams are the least carded teams. Maybe he was told it was a derby. But it, it seemed like he was being too much of a person. And I think that's my issue with the referee. I don't care about necessarily the cards. If, if the card is, you know, merited, yeah. then give it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he was just trying to make his presence felt too much. A little bit late, hesitant on some calls a little late. And that's where my issue with the referee comes. I, I know a lot of fans are now in the chat <laughs> telling their thoughts about it. Yeah. Not too much. I don't have too much of a hate toward him for the the cards and anything. I just hate when you're trying to be too much of a player in, in, yeah. in this whole game. So yeah, the that's at least my thoughts. Yeah, the last time we asked Ramon for this, I interrupted him after he said he felt the referee was atrocious. <laughs> so I'm here interested in hearing this analysis now. Come on. Yeah, the referee was atrocious. Five yellow cards, man. Are you kidding me? I, I, I understand the fact that he was trying to control the game. The the atmosphere, you know, warranted maybe, you know, some players being a little bit more physical. The the card, uh, the yellow card on King, I think one of uh, Alex here saying the same thing. I thought King was on the verge of getting a yellow, but I didn't think that that exact foul where he was given the yellow warranted the yellow. So the Lambert one didn't make any sense. The one for Lunt for, you know, stopping time like that, he came from all the way on the other side to give him a yellow. So these things, to me, just don't make sense. Now, uh, New Mexico only got two, and then, you know, Edwin was saying that both, both of these teams came into this game with the least amount of cards in the entire league. So I, I understand. I think the ref was just trying to make sure that things didn't get out of hand, but otherwise I, I wasn't too happy with it. Right. So I'm going to try and be a little bit more analytical here <laughs> on this one. Okay. So 
he's come into a game that is a a derby game that historically has been a bit nasty at times yeah. um, and does boil over at times. And so I think what we saw here is that we, we can't, he kind of comes in and he's trying to call it tight and he's trying to really call a very tight game early on that and, and not let things kind of grow and fester in that kind of sense. The problem he's got now, and this is where a lot of these yellows come in, and this is where I'll say this is fun. Sometimes you have to take a step back don't look at the foul in the context of, was the foul hard? Was it a particularly dangerous foul? You also need to consider, is something stopping a promising attack? And what you find is that quick fouls, typically in transitional moments or in positions where players otherwise would have a nice amount of green space to run into ahead of them, mm -hmm. those are typically going to be calls that you're going to make, you're going to bring get the card out of the pocket and, and give it for unsporting behavior, stopping a promising attack, okay? Yeah. It's... It's just kind of what it is. And so once those once those cards, or once the whistle goes for the foul, sometimes you're going to have to give the card, unfortunately. Um, contextually, that's the kind of position you're put in. Now, what that meant, I think, in some ways, is that when things started getting really chippy, and normally we'll say, okay, you want to call a game tight, you're hoping to keep it under control, but sometimes the players don't respond to that. And that's where you kind of got a problem. I don't think Rising responded necessarily as well as they could have to that. Um, I think that, despite the fact that it became quite apparent how he was going to call the game in that first five, 10 minutes, I don't think they really reacted to that. Um, and what you get then though, is when, when they don't react to that. And then later on, things take a slight turn for the worst and you get things like that mass confrontation. The referee doesn't have many tools left to use. In fact, the only real tool you have left to use, if you've been throwing yellow cards out left, right and center, the only tool you've got left to use is you go to the back pocket and Let's be real here. This is a professional football match. These things, as much as we like to think that they're just simply all the things come out from a sporting perspective, they don't. Okay. In general, the powers that be like to see 11 players finishing on the field for each side. You're producing an event. Okay. You're not just refereeing a football match at this. You're producing an event. And that, that, that's just the reality. People don't want to see players sent off. Now, if someone earns a red card, sure, but you don't want to be giving away cheaply. No, I agree. Yeah. I, that no. was a long rant, I feel. No, I know. I know <laughs> no, he was going in. Though. No, he, and I understand. I understand that yeah. part of the game. And I know if, if Owen ref my Sunday league games, I'd be yelling him at him the entire time. <laughs> He'd be gone. He'd be gone by halftime. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that because there's a chance. Hey, there you might. go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I don't know, man. Like, let's uh, some uh, the chat here saying, uh, Corey C says, totally agree. I let them play until it becomes a problem. From my perspective, I saw one obvious yellow. The rest I need to watch back. Uh, Scott's saying that this is the worst officiated game since the last one we played. Uh, yeah. It's but I, I like Owen's point in the sense that Rising need to learn that within 10 minutes, you know how he's going to ref the game. Respond to that. And for me, I think something I was questioning, I don't know how you, you two felt, is that knowing the ref and how he was calling fouls and giving cards, I was worried about King getting that red card in that second half. I tend and to I agree. The change should have happened. Came quicker. out really late. Yeah. yeah. I tend to agree. But it's at the same time, it's an interesting one when you look at you don't really want to take your captain out. I don't think in a game like this where it's tight and it all a tight of that, game. Yeah. you don't want to take your, your mm -hmm. captain out really. And they did in the end, and the argument that the Rick gave when I was chatting to him about that later on about Babu um was that Look, it, it, Babu offered something a bit different, covering up and cover diagonals, and obviously Joey can drop back to that right-back position. Because, of course, Babu didn't slot in at left-back. Ryan was still at left-back. Babu was kind of just ahead of him um, in there. It, it's it's interesting. Um, 
again, you really don't want to take him out. That's the thing. He's your captain. And in a yeah. tight game like this, that is also a game that we know means a lot. And it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, tough. it's, it's hard. Tough. It's yeah. hard. Because right? you, you can't go 10 men against New Mexico either. Yeah. So no, like, no, exactly. It's like 50. You had a team here who's, yeah. who are very, they didn't quite have it in the final third, but from an attacking perspective, their gameplay was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did ask a lot of questions of Rising's defense in that second half. Mm-hmm. There were large spells, I know, especially when I was sitting up here for the first, like, probably half of that second half. It felt like one-way traffic, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. There was a long spell where it felt like one-way traffic. And well, that... I kind of had the idea that Rising was happy to just sit back and kind of just let them do the That's thing. so risky, though. I know. I know it. I know. I know especially right? once uh, Madrid came in, I was like, okay, they're sitting back. They're sitting back. They're going to absorb the, the attack and see if anything happens in, you know, in the counterattack. Well, I think it was, again, that, you know, as we were talking about earlier, and the fullback pairing might not, you know, sorry, not the fullback pairing, the centre-back pairing. Yeah. It's hard. They can get exposed, especially when the when the fullbacks go up high, um, and that goes for whatever centre-back pairing you've got. Mm. Sometimes you do need that extra presence in the back, and, you know, I, I don't mind that. I really don't mind it. But I think there's a difference between that and sitting back and just inviting pressure. Mm-hmm. And there were times in that second half where it felt like they were under so much pressure. Rick you, Rick was saying in there that he felt they were poor in transitional moments. I think he's probably probably right in there. But mm-hmm. I think they were I think they were struggling. Normally when we say that, we're talking about um transition from, from attack to defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think they were really doing very well kicking out the other way in the second half at times. They got better. Yeah. Um, but I think there were spells where they really just couldn't find a way to gain possession of the ball themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, even when they had it, they couldn't string maybe one or two passes to break that, you know, initial pressure from New Mexico and able, you know, able to get on that counterattack. So, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, I think that's something that they got to work on. So um, we're going to uh, transition here really quickly, guys. Let's talk about DraftKings for one quick second. Tomorrow's a big day, y'all. Phoenix Suns are starting their journey towards the NBA Finals, hopefully. Come on, boys. Predictions, predictions. I'm taking Suns in five. Sons of five. They're Sons gonna, five. I feel like they're going to lose tomorrow. And you, they're going to lose tomorrow. Oh, Sons in five. Yeah. Oh. Pelicans are going to come in. I, they, they look, I feel Ramon like they says, "Get your damage. money on." on the Pelicans. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, guys. So you do that you, read. I'll get you the odds. You give me the odds really quick if I can. Uh, but yeah, you guys can get ready for all the action by betting on the NBA playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets with the same uh, for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more you can win. Plus, each day of the playoffs, you can get a risk-free bet up to $10 if, you, uh, if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So if you guys haven't yet, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the, uh, the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You do have to be 21 and over. Arizona only. Gang- gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Let's be honest. I think that $10 risk-free. Yeah, I got to do it. I'm, I'm smashing up in on that. That's, a, that's <laughs> an offer. No, so you think they're going to lose tomorrow? Yeah, you think, think the Suns so. are going to lose tomorrow? I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. So if you were going to bat on the Pelicans, you get plus 410. You're doing it. You're going to go right. home now and bet on that game. Why are you like, you well, always want me to lose money, but uh, maybe yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Before we go too far, though, before we go too far, yeah. shout out to Scott Mitchell with the super chat. 
He said, great job with these stream, guys. Best thing going in Arizona. Oh, man, Scott. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you for the super chat. We appreciate the support. I mean, we love we love it. Hey, I mean, we love it. Yeah, if you guys you, do these super chats, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Scott Mitchell, thank you so much for that super chat. Yeah, big shout out to that. Oh, man. Sorry to cut you off, boys. I know it's all good. No, we got to we gotta do it. Got to do it. Yeah, lifelong Suns fan. Never bet on the sun. It's bad luck, says uh, Corey C. Never bet on the Suns. Ooh. I went to a game earlier this year where it was Detroit against uh, the Suns, but the Suns are really good in the clutch, and so they were down like 15 in the fourth quarter, and they came back and they 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 won like every, <laughs> uh, they won the game like always. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. How far tomorrow. do you think they'll make it? What was that? How far do you think they'll make it? The Suns, come on. I think they're winning it all. He's going for winning it all. What are you going for? Look, it's different in the playoffs, man. I know they won 64 games, but if they get to the finals and they face the Bucks, I don't think this team is equipped. To, to beat Giannis. I'm Mr. Doom and Gloom. It's not Doom and Gloom. Mr. It, Doom and it's Gloom. It's reality check, all right? I, I, there were two up last year. I would agree, but the thing <laughs> is, they learned from last year. Their team is better. They got a big body development key. The oh, team man. is better. They, they've clearly been the best team in the NBA. And Ramon, we taught you this lesson. Stop Just don't want to get hurt again, stop, man. Stop making clippable <laughs> moments. We told you these are clippable I'm clipping moments. this. I'm Bring clipping those views. this tonight. Bring those I'm views. clipping this tonight. But when they win it all, Play it back. We're playing it back yeah, yeah. every day. Every day I schedule the tweet. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll just caption it with, is Ramon wrong? First is the green chili double. And I'll tag double, you in that every day. This, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're winning it all, boys. Oh, man. Yeah. Tyler. I mean, I hope. I hope. I just... Being a Suns fan is, like, a really bad relationship where you, like, always think they're going to change and then you just keep getting hurt. So, it's not not good. But, uh, but yeah. Anyway, let's get back to, <laughs> to rising over here. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like Ben Lunt, amazing game. Um, I do want to talk about the crowd. I think this was the best crowd that, and I feel like I say that every game, but I think this is the best crowd that I've seen so far. Thoughts on that? I mean, I mean they're up for it. Yeah, <laughs> they're up for it. They... Are we gonna see this again on Wednesday? No, no. <laughs> Would you be happy? We're just with answering half... at the same time. Would yeah. you be happy with half of this crowd shows yes. up on Wednesday? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. I mean, it's hard because it's a midweek game. It's a U.S. Open Cup. It's harder to bring people here rather than a Saturday game, yeah. a derby game, you know? I'm hearing there might be some kids coming in, though. Really? Busting the kids in. Like oh, Academy wow. kids, or what do you mean? Just busting some kids in. Oh, okay. I mean, it'll make for... I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, kids? Uh, no, yeah, it's okay. Wanna, They're not trying to high-five. Five. They're not trying to high-five people. <laughs> I'm going to stop telling you guys stories. Uh, no, I mean, hopefully. I, I think the, the boys will, you know, rising players would, would really appreciate the support. And I think the momentum has to carry over. You know, I think the New Mexico fans seeing, you know, uh, I'm sorry, the New Mexico players seeing the amount of fans tonight and how much support the rising players got, I think they're a little bit scared. What do you What do you want to say, Owen? You got a little smirk in your face. You think see. who is scared, sorry? Hmm? Who, who's scared? New Mexico. New Mexico, the players, the fans, who? I, I think so. Both all of them. them. Yeah. All of them. Ooh. I, they, okay. They got the. They lost tonight. Are you? Are you they here's the it. thing. Here's the thing, right? Normally, mm. normally uh, this stuff is fun. But why are you here writing bulletin board material for New Mexico United? Like, <laughs> Especially when they're facing Wednesday. They're playing them on Wednesday, and you're just writing their team no. talk for them right now. You uh, know? Pat Moses says sacrificing children for a win. <laughs> oh my sacrificing God. children for. So <laughs> you exercise the U.S. Open Cup demons. That's how bad the Open Cup has been for Rising in recent years. <laughs> Oh, my God. No, Drastic I mean, measures. Man, I'm hoping for a good crowd. I want it to be a really good game because last U.S. Open Cup game was not fun. was not a lot of fun. So 
Um, no, it was dire. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully <laughs> that they... was a bad game. <laughs> oh man, um, let's talk about the offense for a little bit. Hurst was able to score his second goal of the season. Beautiful, you know, connection there with between Epps and Hurst. How did you see the front three tonight? It was interesting because you can sit there and talk about the front three, but they kind of didn't play. A, it was very fluid throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Um, both in the sense of we saw people moving, just moving, and yeah. we saw subs and that caused changes in how they had to play. Yeah. Um, perfect example, um, in the second half, we see Claudio Repetto comes off, Kalistri comes on, so that means Greg Hurst moves into the middle. Mm-hmm. That's starting front three. Who, who's your winger? Who's your winger? Is it Greg Hurst or Arturo Rodriguez? Because they switched. Yeah. They switched in that first half. What do you and think Arturo's that happened, though? That. Was it because of the back line that New Mexico had, the three? And they were just kind of I mean, maybe you, trying to confuse them a little bit. Well, it can work, can't it? I mean, I look, if people are man marking you, if people are, are looking like that, and suddenly someone's out there and they were in here, and it, it just any anything you can do to change it up slightly mm-hmm. um, can be helpful in that sense. And you know, you want some of that movement. You want to try and keep them on their toes. You don't want to be one dimensional in your attack. Yeah. Um, the fact that you've got a guy like Arturo Rodriguez that can play out there on the wing, mm-hmm. as well as Greg Hurst, and Greg is is capable of playing in that ten role movement. That versatility, yeah. yeah. It's you know, of course, keep keep flipping around a lot because it's yeah. it's good in that sense. No, I like that, you know. And then the fact that Arturo can you know fill in momentarily throughout the game on that left wing, and they have Hurst that can either play up front, play on the left wing. He was basically in the midfield. You came to me in the middle of the first half. You're like, what? what is Hurts doing in the middle of the, of the field? We've got to, we've got to, do I dare change the tone? No, okay, I know we've got a comment in here, here, and I just want to know what you what guys happened? think. Aside from the assist, Epps was disappointing. All right, no, what are we thinking? I saw this, and I was thinking in my head, right? Come I on, think, Alex. I think Epps is improving, though. <laughs> I think early on, I think we saw a hesitant Epps. We saw yeah. an Epps that didn't want to take on the one-on-ones. He's doing that more, mm-hmm. and his movement, I think, is better. I think the clear chance that he should have put away is the one that hurt set him up toward the middle, and yeah. he put it right toward the keeper. Yeah. I think he needs to you know, finish these chances more. I think he needs to take advantage of those, mm-hmm. but I think as a whole, he's improving. He's not there yet. But mm-hmm. I still think there's moments where he's kind of cutting back where maybe that's not the best option. Um, yeah. He's trying to do a lot. This is the thing. He tries... To to do a lot all the time and sometimes he's not making the simple decisions he's not making those kind of simple passes simple things like that that you can try and find he's trying to do too much and i think that we're still seeing elements of that yeah um again i understand that you're saying that there's, there's elements of improvement and but you know the the improvements kind of especially now what you're going to find santi Moore is close to coming back we're going to start getting some questions over who we are picking to play where and how we're going to piece everything together. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind if Santi comes back, look, having Santi, Hurst, and, and Repetto up front, yeah. bringing in Epps uh, you know, in the second half as a substitute, because I think it just gives another dimension to this team. Now, with Epps, I think the fact that you know he's struggling a little bit with the decision-making is hampering the front you know, three, because Repetto is not able to you know, work his, his magic up front. I think the partnership with King is improving. You know, I think King knows when to kind of help him out a little bit more, when to, you know, dart uh, down the right wing. But I think Epps, like you're saying, he's missing those simple passes, yeah. uh, you know, connecting maybe with Arturo that will often show up to kind of help him out as well. So he's improving. I don't think he's there yet. You that's, know? What I, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think he's start of the year Epps versus this Epps, I think, much better. better. Mm-hmm. But I still think there's flaws. And I agree where there's going to be questions to be made. And I think yeah. he's got to answer that come 
Miami time because, as you said, Santi's going to be back, and he might be back on Wednesday. But, I mean, I think I think next Saturday on Miami, I think he will get the start then. And then I think that's going to be a big – either he takes that leap forward or we might we might have questions. As, as and you know what I'll say? We are a month into the season now. Broadly speaking, I don't want to hear about time. No. We're a month into the season now. Yeah. You know? That's right. That's, I, th- I think that sometimes we need to see improvements sooner rather than later when you're a month into the season. Do you think a, a uh, month is enough time where we can say, look, th- you should already be playing at your, your peak, your well, the, highest the, level? The immediate like need for well, working on chemistry and all of that mm-hmm. and getting up to full speed. You've had a month. You should be up there by now. Um, yeah. Six games I mean, is enough for you? Yeah. That's yeah, true. I think it is. Mm. Okay. That's right. I, um, I'll give him till Miami game. I'll give him. I know. I know. It's all. It's it's it's. But I think it's because of Santi's injury that allows him to get that time a little more. So. Yeah, mm. for sure. I can Just understand. Letting that. you guys know, Miami did win today, two uh, zero over Hartford. They do play Inter Miami uh, on Tuesday, so they're gonna have a little bit more rest than uh, Rising open Cup. Yeah, Open Cup, and then they'll be here in town next week, seven thirty. So, uh, just a quick look at the league table for anyone interested. Rising now up to fifth. Um, results elsewhere for uh, anyone interested there as well. <laughs> Colorado Springs no longer 100%. Memphis. They fell to Memphis at home 2-1. San Antonio, though, do get the result on an early goal against El Paso Locomotive. Come on, so El Paso. Oakland Roots. Juan Guerra's boys. Ooh. 4-1 over Loudoun. Go. In Oakland. Now talk about the other one. Talk about Can the other one. Can we talk about the game? The game we had as our game of the week, yeah. which ended with ten men on either side. San Diego Loyal oh. two, Louisville City three. Three penalties were scored in that game. Wow. Two for Louisville, yeah. one for San Diego. Yeah. Uh, this means Andrew Carlton's got his first goal of the season. Uh, moving on. Um, yeah. Just what a game that. Yeah, five that, two. You had the two top teams in the league fighting it out. I'm surprised though. Five two. Lua went there, got 41 percent possession, and scored five goals. Jeez. Two were penalties, admittedly, oh. right? But now and we... they had they were Lua on the only that went down to ten men in the 56th minute, with Grant Stoneman eventually getting sent off for of San Diego in the 82nd. What a game. Can't wait to see those highlights. We're going to have to go watch that back, aren't we? Yeah. When we get home tonight, that's a, that's a watch back kind of It's always a fun day in the USL Championship. Always so, fun in USL. Great stuff tonight. You know, I'm super happy with this win. I would, like, when the penalty happened, just to kind of wrap up my thoughts here, when a penalty happened, I was like, you know what? I'm fine with this draw. If it, if it you know, if uh, Rising was only able to get one point. It would be a gutter, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I, was, I would be okay with it. You know, heading into, you know, maybe a rubber match, you would call it, on Wednesday to kind of just determine things. So, but the fact that Lunt was able to come through, give Rising those three points, and then again you got to you know face them on Wednesday, I think the momentum's on Rising's side, right. and they and they can get the W again right. on Wednesday. And here's the thing: I think that we spoke and we spoke about this during the the past week a couple of times. In that look, a draw's fine, right? We'd have accepted a draw. You accept a draw today and a win on on Wednesday, yeah. mm-hmm. right? That's fine. It's to put it in a points perspective, even though of course Wednesday isn't that way, but. You know, four out of six. Yeah, okay. But to get the win today really relieves pressure. I think that it takes a good amount of pressure off of rising shoulders because they, if they'd have lost today, you go into so much more pressure into Wednesday. Even if you do a draw and you'd say, do you really want to, you know, the loss is still a, a pretty 
pressured yeah. one to, to have a draw and a loss in the week. Yeah. Against the same team at home. They just got to get a win, man, in, win in those now, 90 minutes. It's, like... it's, it, I just feel like it'll be, you know, you'll take a little bit off of the shoulders. Yeah. Um, but, of course, the nature of the game is going to set a tone. Um, and that's the boys admitted this tonight. Mm-hmm. You know who we haven't recognized so far tonight? Joe if someone Farrell. had a Joe milestone. Joe Farrell. That's right. 100. Come on. 100. Joe Farrell with his 100th appearance. And Congratulations. Just, you know what this club means to him. Yeah. And he got to get his, his jersey with 100 on the back, um, which I'm sure we'll post about later. Got a picture of that. Um, and he was presented it down in front of the South End, you know. And what a – just name a more fitting venue for that player – to get his shirt down there mm-hmm. in um right by there. Look, I you can't really say enough good things about him and what this club means to him. And mm-hmm. you know, he's very much like you just think about some of the players who played for this club and that's what that means to him. That you know he's he's been here. And you know, he said there's a hundred down, here's to another hundred. Okay. That just you shows know, his commitment. Yeah. He's committed, he's committed to this club and look, let's it's a good night to celebrate Joe Farrell, especially yeah, of all the games. He ends it with the armband as well. Mm. Trusted with that when That's Darnell awesome. goes off. Yeah. And it's a 1-0 win over New Mexico. It's fitting. Fitting for what, it, what an important man in this club. Yeah, I think this club is, you know, lost a, a big man in solo, you know, obviously. And a uh, very committed man. So you still have... People like Joe Farrell here, obviously. And Kev Lambert. And Kev and Lambert. Other guys who've just been staples in this club. And he's one of them, so you just got to yeah. applaud. You, you named them on our on our other show on Thursday. You said, you know, he's he's among among the pantheon of, you know, rising greats, you know, and I yeah. think he's earned it. Uh, Peyton says, uh, didn't hear much about Farrell tonight, which is probably great for a CV, a center back, <laughs> which is true. No, great stuff tonight. I think, you know, 100 games in, in the USL, I think, is, is great, and you have to applaud that. And the fact that, you know, he was able to get the win tonight against New Mexico as well. So, and you know, what, Edwin, there's one other thing I think we need for a congratulations. You managed to get it in there. Have, uh, we got, have we got a picture available for let this? Me see, the issue with that is it said the, the <laughs> file size was a little was too, too big. It was too big. It was too big. Uh, it was too big. Oh, should my. we wait till Tuesday? Too big of a moment in the South End. That's too why big it was of a moment. Congratulations big. to the. Uh, Couple who got engaged in the South End tonight. Ooh, Shout out congratulations! To Half time. We'll, we'll figure out how to get yeah. the. Yeah, we'll find you. We're a very versatile group. I got roped in to just Owen take a picture of these people. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> okay. We'll we'll never do. say we don't do our community service. At, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Rising. Yeah. Congratulations. No congratulations to that couple. We'll make sure to shout you out again once we <laughs> find out your details uh, as well. Um, last question here from Corey: Is if Santi is ready on Wednesday, does he start? Or does he come off the bench? Good question. Uh, depends how fit he is in my mind. Mm-hmm. If you think he's ready to go 90, I'd start him. I'd come off but the that's bench. the question. If he's not ready to go 90, D is... You don't risk it. Yeah. I'd rather him come off the bench and go 100% than having him kind of at 80% the entire match. You know what I'm saying? Like just give him Give him uh, the chance to just be Santi. I agree. So. Yeah. All right, y'all. Any last thoughts? Uh, a lot of people are asking <laughs> what, uh, how many changes do we expect at... That, I would say this. My, for me, the changes I want to see, I want to see Shannon Chaston in. I think that could be a shout. Wow, you think we'll see him? I think mm. we may see the Valley Boy in the game, all right? Mm. I know he's... I, I don't know if I'd start him in that game. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would. Just he, didn't make the, he didn't make the bench tonight, did he? He didn't make the bench no. tonight. No. Which is why I think maybe you hold him off because you want to fully fit. Well, I, the, I think I yeah. want Richmond, my team sheet. I want Richmond and Tweed. Yeah, because I want other options up there. Because you're playing I this team Andrew, again, yep. you want versatility. I think Kutch, yeah. 
Clutch Calistri should start the game because okay. he's the New Mexico killer. And the you know, New Mexico killer, oh. Clutch so Calistri. And then obviously see Santi off the bench. Yeah, um, I think Repetto will go to the bench. Uh, like you're saying, Antwi up top. I'd prefer for Hurst to stay playing. Yeah. I think you need him up top. Uh, and I see maybe Sayhez and Quinn kind of getting some rest as well. And Lambert kind of squeezing in yeah. up top. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on. We'll see. All right, y'all. That wraps it up from Wild Horse Pass. Again, a 1-0 victory for Phoenix Rising. Uh, our schedule is going to look weird this week when it comes we'll to our shows. You know. we'll, we'll let, let you, know. you know. We'll keep you updated. I know there was some confusion the prior week because people were, you Open know. Open Cup really messes with us, guys. <laughs> Sleep really schedule. I don't even eat during that week. Like, we don't, we like... don't sleep. We don't eat. We don't do anything else. We're just mess. like. Yeah, it's always fun, but we love it. So, uh, yeah, we'll let you know on that. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't yet, make sure to like and subscribe. This video it really helps us out, keeps us growing. Yes, sir. And what else do they need to follow? Follow PHNX <laughs> underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores. Double the fun. Double the and fun. apparently double the elephant tweets as well. No more elephant tweets. <laughs> tired of that. Had to see that too many times this week. Anyway. I'm sure it'll be back out. There's another few days of New Mexico hate week to go now. <laughs> All right, y'all. Again, thank you to everybody on the chat. You guys make it super fun to do this show we really appreciate you we, we really do uh like you here and if you guys have other people tell them to come through tell them to come through on the chat check us out for the post game and and our regular shows during the week so edwin thank you so much sir owen maybe some beers celebrate i feel like it's a saturday night there you go all right we'll see how it goes it's saturday and owen's feeling all right all right y'all have a great night checking out from wild horse pass until next time